0: This is Saddleback Radio 88.5, and welcome to The Creative Muse, the show that explores how people use the power of creativity to inspire, heal, enhance, and change their lives. I'm your host, Heather Wishlow. Today we are speaking to Claudia Canis, Creative Director of Decoded Advertising. Claudia has been a creative director for global advertising agencies like Saatchi & Saatchi, DDB Worldwide, United Galactos, and top companies like Visa, T-Mobile, Nestle, Foster Farms, plus many more. She is a world traveler and has visited over 110 countries. I want to jump right in and ask, what does a creative director do? (laughs) Well, my day-to-day is spacing
1: out, thinking of an idea. That is like most people are always very curious about what creative people do because it's very interesting. You just look at people staring at the window, and then suddenly, <laughs> after a couple of hours, just go like, "Oh, yeah, that's it." And it really is is such an incredible part of what we do. Is we have a blank page, and what we do is like, for example, if you have to sell a beer. Then they give you a brief and then they give you the target market and how you have to talk to them and kind of like the message that you have to explain to people so then they will buy. And you have to break your head thinking on how you can be original to say the message that will make all those target people stand up and go and buy a beer. So that's pretty much the beginning of what I do. Mm -hmm. Then when the idea is sold to a client, then we go into the kitchen. Whether it is TV or radio or social media, you just have to hire other people that are vendors and execute it as best as possible. And then the results are going to be uh, shown by data. Everything is data-driven, creative.
0: What goes through your mind? What are the processes that you go through when you're looking out in outer space, out through that window? Everything.
1: Everything when you like like for example again like if you're saying that uh this beer is the coldest beer you can ever drink so then you start thinking about what's cold what makes you feel cold what makes you feel good that is cold so it's just like ideas just going through the cold through the sensation of like having a really great cold beer and then you start remembering scenes of the movies and then you start remembering like that travel that you did to thailand when somebody was having like the coldest beer i'm very visual and i have traveled so much so my my brain just keeps flashing images and that's different for every creative most creatives that are writers for example get inspired by reading for me because i'm visual You know, like when I get stuck, staring at the window can be a couple of hours exercise, but then you have to like do things that stimulate your brain to create more channel of ideas. I go into the YouTube world and I just start typing, you know, like what cold things are and just starting watching videos. Then I go into art websites, design websites, things that will inspire me to see what other people are doing like for example there is a a blog that right now i'm following uh, an instagram account and it's this guy that it just put like this b and he shoots with macro lens this b in like little setups like human setups and he has made an account that is followed by millions of people so In order to be creative, you don't have to, like, have such a humongous idea. You just have to have that one idea that you can blow up. Like, for example, with what I'm doing right now as a creative outlet is I go into, like, these Zoom uh, conferences with my family. And what we do is we dress up every day. Tell us more about what you do with your family and how that works. It started being an outlet for me to like okay let's just do something fun because there is nothing fun about these times of the pandemic all the conversations with my family just started getting blocked into like so what did you hear oh how many people died not a good situation so then i i said okay let's play a game let's be unicorns tomorrow and my dad was very sick in december for a month he was in the hospital so I have to keep his spirits up. And I also have a five-year-old niece that is at home making my brother insane because she thinks that she's being punished, Mm
0: -hmm. that that's
1: why she cannot go outside. So I have to, you know, like 88-year-old person and a five-year-old person that need to be entertained somehow. So then I said, okay, let's just start getting dressed up for every Zoom And then we're going to explain how every person did their costume because you cannot go outside and buy anything. They were kind of like, okay, whatever. And in the beginning, when you see these pictures, because I have been posting every night, because I didn't want the joy to just stop in my family. I wanted to share that with my own friends just so they could smile. And you can see the progression. In the beginning, the pictures are so sucky. (laughs) <laughs> like even being a unicorn was difficult because it's like you look at your house and it's like okay I don't have anything else my sister put a vacuum like the 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 thing of the vacuum as the horn and when you see the progression of the creativity especially when it hit about 15 days later you can see that it's a muscle creativity is a muscle and every time that you are whether it's for fun or whether it's a job or whatever, the more you keep doing something, the better your skill is going to get. If you look at the customs that my family is doing these days, it's like professional.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've seen those and I agree. And I love what you just said, that creativity is a muscle. And I wonder, do these times allow us to use that muscle more? Well, the thing is that you want to entertain your brain
1: in a positive way. Like my mom says, the difference between two weeks ago and now is that right now she puts all her thoughts and energy into, ooh, how am I going to make my Indian costume or my elephant costume or whatever it is that we decide is going to be the next day. My aunt is married, but she doesn't have any kids. So she's very lonely in these times. But she stays up now until three a.m. doing her costume because she's so into it. And I'm talking about people that did not do creative things before because my aunt was not a creative person. My sister is a computer person. Talk about left brain people. And right now, what I see the creativity that my sister, my aunt are are showcasing, like they're really experimenting with the right brain. And even though is such a difference because, you know, we we go into explaining every night like, oh, how did you do that? And it's so funny because it doesn't matter what their costume is, their personality is always so true to themselves. I have a sister that is all about makeup and being pretty and everything. And even when she's a ghost, she has eyelashes and she has lipstick and she has roses. I have a sister that is like completely a computer person And when we had the robots day, everything, the connections, there was lights that will turn on. It was a whole different creativity, more like an engineer creativity. It's just really interesting to see. Even the, the latest ones that we did were the ghost because I was very busy at work, so then uh, what we do is we get together every night at 6.30. So I was working until 6. So it will give me half an hour to get ready. And I said, i too busy right now. Let's just be ghosts and just drop a, a sheet on top of you. They felt wrong that they were going to do something so easy. So they went on and they created their own ghost where absolutely their personality
0: goes through that sheet. When one is creative, it can be expressed authentically to who that individual is, that there's not a prescribed method that says this is what creativity is. And I love that story about how your sister did the engineering and how everything was more precise. And then there's on the other side, a contrast of the eyelashes. So that is something I think many people struggle with is that I can't be creative. But they confuse that with comparing their creativity to others. How does someone get past that? Well,
1: the the funny thing is that there was a lot of frustration on one of my sister's side because she's such a left brain person that let's say like the day that we decided to be animal trophies, everybody was an animal trophy. And then she shows up as a panda bear on top of a table. And I said to her, wait, animal trophy is the animal that is like on the wall. And then she said, yeah, so I'm a panda on a table. I was just like, wow, that's like so out of feel. Like, first of all, I have never seen anybody killing pandas to put them in trophies. And secondly, nobody puts the their head actually on a table. And then she actually made this handwriting really nice label that this was Mr. Panda. And I said, would you have that, that trophy in, in your house? And she said, I will have no trophies. I hate the, the animal trophies. And I said, but why a panda? And she said, I don't know. I never saw animal trophies, so I felt that this was it. And then I continued, like, really asking her, like, why did you do that? And he said, She said, Well, you said animal trophy. So I chose the animal that I love the most. And I put it beautifully on a table because it's my trophy. And I'm like, Huh. And that is what creative people Uh, when they get stuck, they get stuck in this box where it's like, okay, we're doing a cold beer, so let's have somebody drink a cold beer. No. What if you throw a panda bear in ice cubes and then get people to feel the freezing cold? You know, like, like that is when you have to exercise your creativity to go outside of the box, where it's like something that comes completely out of left field. So that is the part that is the most interesting. The I love that.
0: What a great example of out of the box mm-hmm. and that divergent thinking. That's, that's wonderful. How do you inspire creativity with your team of people that you work with?
1: First of all, you have to give them the confidence that they are the greatest. Because if a person feels that they are successful, that anything that they do, people admire, that they are given the credit. And you lift people to think they are the best. Even if they are not, you lift them up to think that they are the best. You will always get the most creative results because they will admire that you give them credit and they will respect that you treat them right. People want to work longer hours
0: because of the way that I treat them. Excellent. We are here in the studio today with Claudia Fannes, who is telling us more about being a creative director and the importance of creativity personally and professionally. Claudia, just before the break there, you talked about how you lift people up and inspire them to feel like they're the best that they are, even if they're not. What do you do with someone who is giving you more of regurgitated ideas? They're going back to the beer is cold. And they're not coming up with the panda uh, throwing in the ice cubes. What if their their creativity is stunted in some way, shape, or form, and they're giving you the same thing they've always given you? What do you do? There, there's a lot of instances where you always get the same kind of ideas
1: from people. So what I do personally is I create friendly competition. And I try to mix up people, like for example, is very unusual on an advertising agency to mix up an account person that has no background on creativity and a copywriter. And that is the most unorthodox thing to do, but I do it because we are in the business of creating something for people. And these two people are people. So we have to get the same amount of left brain and right brain balanced So when you disrupt the process, like you have an art director and you have a copywriter that always work with each other and they go eat at the same place and they watch the same movies and they talk about the same series, uh, of course, they are going to always come back with the same theme. Now, if you disrupt that and you put this person that watches, I don't know, Seinfeld every night and this person that travels around the world. The ideas that are going to come out of these two different brains are completely different. And let's say that you couldn't pair up people. You show references of like the inspiration places where I go. If you're doing TV commercials, go and see the best TV commercials ever done. If you're doing a piece of art, go to a museum, like open up yourself into experiences that are going to open your mind in different ways and then when you think that something is safe go even more crazy and at the moment that you think you lost it because you're just crazy because this idea is like
0: so random that
1: is when you did your job
0: (laughs) that's 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 when i know Yes. I think that sense of curiosity and exposure to new environments is critical to being fresh, whether it's in business, whether it's in your personal life. And I loved what you said about when you think you're safe and then you have to blow it up. And that is something that I think a lot of people are uncomfortable doing, that security is more important than being able to express their creativity. You also mentioned something about when, you know, you get to that place where it gets almost like crazy. Some noted creatives in art, music, have had a sense of that crazy. Where does one draw the line between crazy where it needs medication and crazy it's just a good creative? Where is that line? I don't think in this
1: age there is a line because most of the brightest minds in creativity have mental issues. Robin Wood. I mean, that is the the epidemic of a genius, but he suffered from a really bad case of depression, and probably he was fully bipolar. And I have studied on all the people that have been like super creative people that have mental problems, and is that when they were manic, they will create so many things. But they learn how to create at the moment that they were right. And then they will go into like full-on depressions and then they will like rest. Like when they are like full-on creative is for a couple of months. Then for the next four or six months, they will be in resting mode. The same as uh, the guy that did the mask, Jim Carrey. What a brilliant, brilliant mind but he's not brilliant all year round. When you work in an environment where there is a lot of creative people, or you see a lot more different people, and you can tell. Because, you know, I I always say, like, we are all crazy in our own different ways. But some people are out there (laughs) a little bit more. Even through a, a straight conversation, you can tell. I actually love working with a cinematographer that I usually call for my jobs. And he is one of those people that people fear to have on set. He's too brilliant. He's too big. He's too creative. He sees things and he just goes for it. Like a sunlight, the way that the sun hits a leaf will create like this epitome of love and and he has to capture. And if there is a a crystal case right in front of him and is not allowing him to capture that, he will break that crystal case. There is no limit for the real creative mind to capture whatever they want. But he is a liability on a set. But to me, I never shoot without him because he is unbelievable.
0: Yeah. Limits. Uh, If if everyone was able to break things as they saw it then we would think that was acceptable but our society also defines the limits to our creativity or expression of do you think in the united states that we enhance people's creativity and allow them to be creative or do you see that other, other cultures do it or is it the same having traveled so much
1: any culture that makes kids draw inside lines are absolutely blocking their creativity. That is the beginning, like the the most basic thing. People teach kids how to color in between lines, write in between lines, do everything in these box. Of course, they are never going to fully explore the creativity expression that they really want. Like my brother got... Really upset with my niece because now that we're doing these makeup activities, there is makeup in his floor, and he's just going crazy. He's like, "No, you have to like not do so much makeup." And he was trying to like put it in this little box, and then I said, "Put a plastic on the floor, solve the situation, and not block the creativity." Some people say like, "Oh, I would like to paint, but I don't have a place to paint." I'm pretty sure you can find a place to paint somewhere at home. Just make it paint proof. Buy the plastic, buy the whatever it is. Don't make the lines so you can color. Make freedom so you can color.
0: Yes. Metaphorically and actually literally, creativity is messy. It's not like in a little box. It's as you say in a box. It's it has a sense of wildness and wild abandon. I think that sense of or maybe a lack of control maybe scares people. do you see that at all in your book? Well, yeah, because there are
1: people that are truly, truly creative that love to like like for example, if somebody told you, "Would you like to jump into a swimming pool full of spaghetti, a lot of people will be like, "Oh no, no no, and to me it's like yes, and I would like to like pinch their little things and I will like swim backwards and all these like, I can see myself in that mess and like making something fun out of it. Most people want to be creative, but they don't want the messy aspect of it. And those are the people that stay absolutely inside the box. You no,
0: know, I look at those photos that your family has done and I thought so many people are scared and they are in a place where fear is, is part of this pandemic. And yet, despite all of that, they still can be creative, Mm -hmm. that there's no limits on situations or environments, and that it's actually required to be more creative during these times. And that leads me to my next question is, how do you think creativity will be playing a role, or do you think it will be stunted as we go through the pandemic and the resulting days afterwards? I think now more than ever,
1: you have to come up with different ways to tell people. Like, for example, advertising is going to have a boom because every business is going to want to capture more of their target or maintain the one that they had before. Try to change, you know, like the perceptions of people on certain things. Like, I don't think that after the pandemic, going to restaurants or going to a nightclub or going to a concert is going to ever be the same. So as advertising people, we have the ability to change the perception. I, I had to do an advertisement for a really, really sucky car. It was like, the brief was, here is a really cheaty car and you have to say that it's cool. And one of my co-workers came back with the most brilliant thing ever that won every single award. But the interesting part is he was given something that was impossible to make cool. And he did. It wasn't a fast car. So what he came back with is it looks fast. And the dog, you know how dogs follow cars? There was a dog that will like run after this car and then he just hits the car because the car is just parked, but because it looks fast. <laughs> <laughs> so even when people challenge you the most, you can't change the perception. The sales went up 35% after that commercial. So after a pandemic like this. Touching people, hugging people, going out to a concert, those are going to be like, oh, no, I'm not going to allow myself to be exposed to so many people or whatever. So as advertising people, we're going to have to use the creative muscle even harder to convince people that it's okay. That is okay to go back, that is okay to hug, that is okay to, to touch these, that is okay to go get a tattoo. Whatever it is that was normal before, right now we have to even be more strong about creative ways to change people's mind about, about things.
0: Excellent. You have been a wealth of knowledge and fun. I appreciate so much you sharing your personal journey and also your professional journey with us. Is there anything else that you would like to share about creativity, its importance? Anything else you'd like to share with our audience? It's very important,
1: you know, like life goes by really fast and it's very important to stop and do something that fulfilled your heart. Is not only like doing the job that you have to do or fixing the the thing that you have to fix. It's like doing something for your heart to make your heart happy. And usually creativity is a way to do that. Whether you buy some flowers at the flower shop, don't throw them inside a vase. Put them beautifully. Try to make an arrangement. When, when, you're, when you leave a note for your kid, try to make a drawing. Those are things that will make somebody happy or your own heart happy.
0: Thank you so much, Claudia. This is Heather Wishlow and you've been listening to The Creative Muse on Saddleback Radio 88.5.